welcome to Glam and Grace. Where women can come indulge in a safe space designed to expose all the parts of life we go through. And in the moments when it's not so glamorous, there is grace. All right. Hello, ladies. Um, As you know, we are in the middle of our entrepreneurial series where we're talking with other women, talking with each other about all things business. Um, So today the topic is going to be inflation, economics, how it affects us in ways that we work around it, being in service and goods-based industries. So Amaris is going to open us up with a word of prayer and then we will get started. All right, Father, we first off thank you for um, being able to be together today and speak with these ladies about um, this inflation topic, busy businesswomen, and how we can give each other grace. We pray over all busy businesswomen businesses um, that they are blessed no matter the um, environments that we are in or what we're going through in our country right now. And um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So I think we can all relate to the fact of whether you own a business or not, that um, different years and what's going on um, politically around us. um, Right now, for instance, the war in Ukraine and how that's affecting supply chain, what products are available. This also can create a spike in prices, which um, not only can affect you individually and your family with things that you have to buy every day, but also infects you as a business um, owner, um, things that you have to buy to provide and survive and run your business. You rely on those things. So what do we do when prices increase? You know, how do we handle that? What does that look like? Those are all kind of things that we're going to touch on today. Um, And I think it's great, too, because Amherst and I can give you kind of two sides to how we have handled this. Um, As you know, I own a hair salon, which means that I'm service-based, but I need goods to, one, sell for you to maintain your look and be goods to actually be able to service you for whatever you, um, whatever service you're receiving. Um, and then Amaris has the side of real estate, um, which, how would you classify that business? I mean, it, it's a service. Um, it's just a little bit, there's, <clears throat> there's not goods per se that I'm providing. It's more of a, um, homes are, <laughs> it's a little different from goods, but I would say the service leading up to your purchase of your home is more of an intangible kind of world of service. Um, yes, we are purchasing a physical thing. We're purchasing home. Um, so that is tangible. Um, however, the process of all the things that you pay for and the services um, are not really. So... <laughs> Right, I think there's a lot behind scenes, and I think we talked about this on one episode um, in your interview, actually, where clients don't see some of the things involved, you know, um, your time or cell phone use being used to contact people 
the driving around that's involved, you know, and how that has affected us all with gas prices right now. So there's a lot, I think that's a good point you made, you know, in my business, there's a lot that's seen and that people can understand. And then in your business, it, it's not, they don't see it. So it doesn't, you know, they don't understand it as much sometimes right. when we don't see things. Um, so I think one of the things that I've noticed the most um, in my business is already as a hairstylist, naturally, you kind of every few years need to give yourself a cost of living grace. So that is something that is going to happen on its own naturally. Um, things are going to go up as years go, you know, go on the demand for those products and things. Um, but as we all know, the past two years have been a little tricky Right. Um, just due to the situation that we've been in, due to the loss of income for people, um, the economy drastically changing unemployment rates. We are living in a time right now that a lot of economists have called the great resignation. A lot of people are leaving their jobs. They're realizing they're not happy. They're underpaid. All of these things. So it's created this huge shift that we're seeing right now in the business world. Um, So a lot of things that I have seen is, I mean, one example alone that I've talked about with some of my clients is I, if you know me, I'm a little bit of a type A person. (laughs) I like certain things. I'm very particular about the things that I use. I choose to use higher end products um, because that represents who I am and what I believe in. And one thing that's as simple as the gloves I use to color people's hair. I want black, vinyl, no no latex, no powder. I like a particular brand because of the thickness. So 2020, 50 pairs cost me $12, $13. And now, because of everybody going out, buying gloves, right, the supply has gone way up, I now pay double that amount. That's crazy. I mean, and for gloves. the gloves, for <laughs> gloves, you know, and, and there's so many parts in a hair salon that's needed to, you know, achieve one look, um, especially when it comes to color, which is something that I heavily, you know, heavily service. Um, and so because of that, um, you know, I did have two price increases during the pandemic closer together than I normally do them. Right. And so this is where a lot of trust and love has come in from my clients. And I'm so grateful to have a clientele that I have that is just kind of understood like, hey, this is the cycle of business and this is where we are and finding ways to make it work. It's made me evaluate business differently It's made me come a little innovative in services that I offer because I want to be able to, like, meet my clients where they are because this is Everybody's not, like, on the same page or financial situation or... Right, and then this is a shared responsibility. Right, so as, I mean, your clients may have been able to easily afford your services before everything else has went up for them, and now this is, and how do you like break that down for them explaining like hey this is what's happening but you know I'm still willing to work with you or what does that look how do you relay those conversations with them um so you know that's a good question uh 
it depends on the person, honestly. I feel like I've gotten to know my clients so well that I kind of understand. That's another part of being a hairstylist. We have to understand personalities and how to speak to people. And I think being able to bring it in a way that they can understand that is relatable to them, um, one helps. I've always been one to give enough notice before I do a price increase. It's always been something very well thought out. Um, and wanting to give someone the time, you know, to process it instead of it being kind of like a surprise moment. Um, and so, like I just mentioned, I have kind of, you know, feel people out a little bit and right. see where they are. <laughs> and I have always, um, not everybody in our industry does this, but I always include blow dries in my color services. Nice. Um, a lot of people charge extra for them. I I just, like I said, I'm type A. I want to see my, I want to see my art that I just created. I want to, you know. finished product. (laughs) Right, as a finished product. Um, So that's one way. I've also introduced what we call a targeted color service. And so we kind of think, what is the max that you can get out of what you're looking for? Because sometimes... As women, we get in our own head thinking every single little root or every little piece of our hair needs to be colored. Right. When really, if you could kind of just aerial view your head, you know. <laughs> like, how do you wear your hair the most? And let's right. look at that. <laughs> and then let's tailor to what everyone sees. Right. And so when you can you do get that with me of, all the time and yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. And so, and I always ask girls too, like, how do you wear your hair? Let's talk about your hairline. You know, there's a lot of things that you take into play and you can offer those targeted, you know, color solutions. And, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, we're all just out here trying to make a living and do the best that we can. And for me, it's always been about, you know, loving people where they are and making them feel the best that they can feel when they leave my chair. And I always hope that if I just focus on that and I focus on really serving my clients and having, you know, a a servant heart, that all of the other stress that comes with being a business owner is just kind of, you know, put to the side a little bit. Right, right. Definitely um, is... I think it's the best thing I think you said was offering those different like targeted services mm-hmm. um, because everybody doesn't, like you said, have the same budget and they may think in their mind like, oh my God, if I can't afford this entire service, I just can't get my hair done. But that's not the case, you know, um, and I know you do that with me and and we just kind of off and on like every other service, you know, we'll do like a partial and that is that's great for me and my single parent life over here. Um, <laughs> so I, I get to still look nice um, and I can afford it. So um, I think that's awesome that you do that. I know that um, you have done your absolute best to kind of shift with everything and, and keep as many people, you know, on your clientele list throughout the changes. And it's not easy. Um, I know it, has affected your income as well so I think that's huge when you have people who and especially women who are in business and they're offering services but they're doing their very best to offer that service in the place that hey I love what I do I love serving other women and I understand 
that this is, like you said, it's a partnership. Like, mm-hmm. she's gaining something from this. I'm gaining something from this. Um, and it becomes a relationship. Um, I know does. you have so many relationships with your clients. Um, you're very close with them. And it's so important to know that at the end of the day, what you do and what you're passionate about is a calling that God has put on your life. It's not just me saying, I just like doing hair. You know, mm-hmm. it's you, like you said, sitting in with them and having these conversations and, and you know, watching them in life. So, um, huge commitments there for you. Uh- <laughs> Definitely as a hairstylist, too. I mean, you know, we go through life and death with our clients. We go through sickness and health and a lot of big, major events. And, you know, I think about the time of my life when I've started this career and how it has afforded me so many opportunities to really live my life out in the other roles that I walk in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something you and I have talked about before. It's important to find balance in the things that matter most to you. Right. And, and, And that's something else that you know Antoine and I have done is we talk about like okay this is the amount of money that we have right now besides you know taking care of our bills to <laughs> live what right. you know what can we do with this and what's important to us and you know I always kind of laugh and I say well cooking really good food and traveling <laughs> are like, like those are the two, two things we're not taking off the list uh, right those are the two <laughs> things like I can give up getting my nails done I can give up you know a lot of things that in a sense like I'm very much a woman and love clothes and right. love a lot of things but there's some parts you know that I have other friends that like they do things I don't do. And, and that's how right, the world that's works. <laughs> right, that is. That's amorous, you know. And I can think of a few other women, too. And that's fun because we all find value in something. Right. And whatever that value is, is what you're going to work for. So I also wanted to ask you, um, and this is um, just playing off of that, I know that um, you said you find ways in um, – in your own household to kind of adjust, but um, I guess now I got to this kind of like just left my mind. I have a great question for you. Um, oh my god, I was totally on it. Anyways, go ahead. I'm like maybe ADD, I'll remember it. In ADD a minute. got the best ever. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, we would be really interested to hear some feedback from you guys. Oh, about, I know what I was going to ask. I know what I was going to Oh, ask. let's, let's capitalize <laughs> so, on the moment. Oh, so not just for yourself, but speaking for other stylists as well, what are some ways that, um, our ladies can give their stylist grace, um, that would help them to keep costs down as well? I know like you have a whole booking system that sends out text Um, and we know with sickness and everything that's going on things can change and finances can change Um, so what is some ways that you try to relay to your your peeps and some other ladies just for other stylists yeah well I think the most important thing to realize is um, time is money well (laughs) yes absolutely and being a hairstylist is personal but the business that I have to run to take care of my family and to live is not personal. Right. And so you have to be able to separate those two. And so like you said, my booking system, um, if you're a first time client coming in, 
I have you always use the booking service because what it does is it reserves a credit card online and you have 48 hours to reschedule your appointment. Anything less than that time, you are charged a percentage of your services booked. And that's not personal. That is a I booked this time for you specifically, and a lot of times, you know, you can't always refill that spot, right? and so then that's just two hours of dead time that I'm not paid for, you know, and that's another thing that you you can understand being self-employed. We pay a higher employment tax because we are the employer and the employee. Mm -hmm. We generally pay higher taxes up to 30 to 40% of our earnings. Our health insurance is about twice the cost of any company owned. And then I have absolutely no 401k match or anything like that. (laughs) It's all contributions that I make to the market and hope that the return is there. Now, with that flip side, I chose this, and I know that this is where I'm supposed to be, and I know that there will be a lot of growth even from where I'm sitting now and the years to come, but I have to learn to keep that personal and keep it business, and I think when you set clear boundaries Mm -hmm. from the very beginning and expectations from the very beginning, then it leaves less room for emotion to get involved. Right. But on the flip side of it, stylist, you have to remember that those same expectations you set for your clients, you have to set those expectations for yourself. Right. You have to show up ready. You have to be on time for your guest. You have to give them the same respect that you're asking for. Um, and I think I've seen the shift in the industry, not trying to knock any younger stylist or anything, but we were all in a level of maturity at one point and we grow. And so a lot of them think, hey, it's overnight or, hey, they need to respect me or I don't need to give that same respect back. And that is never going to give you the long game. You might make that income up front, but we're talking about long game. You want to maintain those clients. Right, and the repetitive, you know, and them repeatedly coming in. Right. So we are going to shift the conversation a little (laughs) bit uh, to the real estate side and inflation. And um, if you've heard our previous episode, we talked about some about how that's affecting home prices um, in negative and positive ways. So why don't you just quick kind of touch on that um, for anybody who may have not heard that episode And then just kind of go in and explain to us some of the things that, you know, you do on a daily basis to keep up with the market and your clients. Yeah, so um, as we said before, you know, real estate can seem where, you know, you ride that line of it's a tangible, intangible service. Um, As agents, we don't get paid until we close. Um, So every service that we're offering you up front is, that's a cost to me that, you know, I'm pulling out of my own pocket. And there's no guarantee that, you know, we're going to close. And and that's not to be rude or to say that, you know, it's on, on anybody. Sometimes it's out of everyone's hands. So there's just so many moving parts to real estate um, throughout the process. And so, as Elizabeth said, with gas prices being so high, that is our number one cost 
especially if you have a good amount of buyers. Um, and I would like to say that I have maintained a good um, following with buyers uh, through the seller's market. And I feel like I've been pretty successful in being able to maintain um, that clientele and get my offers accepted. That's that's big in a seller's market. Um, but there are so many costs that go into real estate. Um, we have to pay our local association. We have to pay the MLS in order to even list your home for buyers to find your home, for them to even be available on other sites like Zillow or, you know, Redfin. So that is a cost to us that is not cheap. And on top of that, almost all of us, I guess I could say, we have some office fees we have to pay. We have software, marketing. There's just so many costs, as Elizabeth said, to running your own business. And um, just, I guess I could say for just educational purposes, ways that you can consider your realtor is, um, you know, your realtor may say, hey, look, you know, love to do business with you, want to see you successful, whether that's an investment or um, whatever the purchase may be or the sale. Um, but if you're buying a home, that can be a little bit more cost to the realtor um, as far as uh, the gas portion goes. Um, there are caveats on the seller side as well. However, um, we're driving around trying to find new properties or showing you homes. And um, so we do request that um, you go out and you get a pre-approval with your lender. So, I mean, A, that helps us know how much house you can afford. Um, and it's not that we're trying to say, oh, you bring the money or I don't bring, you know, the service. But um, it is a mutual respect for saying that this is not, um, I won't say not fun time because I absolutely enjoy what I do, but as Liz said, it's still business. It's personal and it's business. And I would love to show you 10 homes in one day, but we know that driving around that, that's a cost. Um, and so I have a rule that I have a, a one show, one freebie you get from me. Um, I will show you at home. And after that, if you would like to continue doing business with me, you uh, connect with me and you want to move forward, then at that point, if you have not been pre-approved, I do request that you go ahead and get pre-approved. Um, I partner with several different lenders that um, I can, you know, send you referrals for, for that. Um, but then um, I also will ask you to send me a few homes that speak to your aesthetic, like what you're looking for. That way, I'm also not wasting time sending you a bunch of houses that you're like, this is not what I want, you know. Um, and I do understand sometimes people need to see what they can afford um, to see if it is the right time or if they even want to move forward at that time. Maybe they're like, okay, what I want, I can't afford right now. 
and I want to take, you know, a step back to prepare for what I can instead of just moving forward at this time. So, as we said, time is money. Um, I can't tell you how many days that my son stays at the office with me after I pick him up from school. So, you know, we'll break, go get the kids, come back to the office, um, and he's constantly like, Mom, when are we going home? <laughs> um, so... Um, it's it's good learning for him, but it also is time that I'm taking away from, you know, my family. So it's an investment that I'm making in you, um, which, of course, if you keep your, your heart right and everything you're doing and you're serving people honestly, um, I think that will always, that God will always honor that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that everybody's time is precious, especially working in the service industry. I think that when you're outside of certain industries, sometimes it's hard for you to see, you know, or I guess even respect that other industry because you've never walked in those shoes. So I just challenge everyone to really think of whatever industry that you're dealing with. If you're going to get your hair done or your nails or you're buying a house or photography, um, Going to get food from a small business. Right. I mean, whoever that is in the service industry, just know that our time, um, it is money. It is personal. It's business. And um, those ways that you can consider who is servicing you is, um, I mean, it's just that. just being considerable and saying, like, if you know something's came up and you can't make that appointment um, or your finances change, constantly communicate with whoever you are you know doing business with um so definitely going to get pre-approved that saves a lot of time also lets me know what you can afford um because sometimes what we can afford and what we like are not always the same (laughs) absolutely I know that I get reminded all the time when I shop well and (laughs) you're so funny because y'all my best friend ever here. Um, and I think that's a good point you made too is, you know, we talked about being able to take smaller steps to get to the bigger one. And so sometimes if we can reel that back and look at it, a house as an asset and as an investment as it truly is, right? you can sometimes say like, okay, maybe this isn't everything I want right now, but it's the start to something new. And that's something Antoine and I experienced just two years ago, you know, we waited until we were older than the majority of our friends to buy a house um, because we were looking for something. And honestly, we just didn't, you know, we didn't have it. Like there's a time Antoine and I barely had two nickels to rub together. And so we've grown a lot. And I know when we were looking at houses, we we felt like we found this gym, you know. And of course now, living there for a few years, I'm like, oh. And the next house I would want. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's a but learning I, process. It is, but I was just so grateful. Right. You guys and did, I think really if good. we can all keep a heart of gratitude, whether you're a consumer, a business owner, mm-hmm. um, just any of us, if we could just keep a heart of gratitude and give each other grace in the time that we are living. We all know what goes up must come down. And so at some point, we will see a shift. And so we encourage you, whatever you have to do to withhold during this time, focus on that. 
and just keep gracing it that all the time. <laughs> like, right. Focus on the good of it. Um, so, do you have yeah. anything you want to? I think we covered it, um, ladies. We are glad to be back together and be um, shooting with y'all this morning. Um, and we hope you look forward to continuing this series with us. We're going to have some um, new, new peeps on the show. Yes, um, we're going to continue excited. it. We've loved it so much. So um, we'll keep you posted on that. And um, we'll chat with you next week.